Good afternoon. I'm your host, Sean Rimkunis, and welcome to Music Speaks, the podcast that is dedicated to how music impacts one person's life. I believe that many people have a playlist that makes their life unique through music. A musical quote for today, My life is music, and in some vague, mysterious, and subconscious way, I have always been driven by a taut inner spring, which has propelled me to almost compulsively reach for perfection in music, often in fact mostly at the expense of everything else in my life. Stan Getz. And I think it's a great segue into introducing my guest. My guest today is someone who I've known since getting my master's at Ithaca College. He is someone who is incredibly creative, imaginative, and has a different thought process. He is someone who I enjoy throwing ideas around with and enjoy spending time with. He always knows how to make me laugh. His name is Matthew Flores. Matt is born and raised in the musical capital of the world. Matt began a career in music at an early age. This would eventually lead his bachelor's in music at Texas State and then a master's at Ithaca College in New York. After school, Matt has returned to Austin to carve out a life as a professional musician, teaching and performing with various bands and ensembles. Austin provides plenty of opportunities for the avid musicians for Matt. Hey Matt, how you doing? Howdy, howdy, what's up? I'm so glad you said howdy because right now I'm in Connecticut and you are in the artistic capital of the world. Sort of, yeah, Austin, Texas, which is crazy. I... When I always think about you, I always thought about you in New York base, but now that you're so far away uh, in Texas, how are you dealing with all this quarantine and how are you staying sane? Well, it's... uh... Texas definitely handling things a lot different than New York, that's, uh, for sure. Um, so Texas is it's a a way bigger state. Everything's like more spread out, uh, but the people here definitely um, like they 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 want to do it their own way. Texas is very stubborn. All right. Mm. Oh and yeah. So like, uh, but uh, as far as. Uh, quarantine it's not too bad because everybody's still running around and i think actually they're opening up uh bars and restaurants starting friday so that's gonna be interesting that's uh okay. but we'll see yeah well i hope people don't get sick down there again and sort of second wave uh tell me what are you doing to stay sane during this time of crisis um so uh the big so um my house i have a, a really big yard that i uh, we've been doing a lot of work in it, clearing a bunch of trees, cutting down dead trees. Um, that's that's just sort of like getting dirty, getting some fresh air, and that's that's definitely uh, super needed in this time. Uh, musically, it's been really fun to do like a bunch of. Uh, I was doing a couple like projects with friends where we would record lines and then send it in and then splice it together. Uh, and then I, I um, I've been doing a couple like solo projects where I'll just uh, loop you know, do a lot, bunch of looper tracks and then put it together. So those are fun too. So let me start with you with this question. What was your earliest musical memory? Oof. Uh, where did it all uh, begin for Matt Flores? Tell me where it began. Well, um, there was one actually, I, I did have a fake story lined up in case it was a couple times. No, but, no, uh, tell me, tell me both. I'm, I'm interested in your fake story and your real story. Okay, uh, so, so I'll start with the fake story. So the fake story <laughs> is, uh, 
uh, it, it was sort of like uh, we were in this interview and this uh, it was for like it was some music society here in Austin and I was totally caught off my caught my feet and I was just like oh yeah my first music experience was when I went to go see the Austin Symphony mm. and the strings were tuning and actually that's one of my favorite sounds is like the sounds of like strings tuning because mm. it's just such a like ambient sound and then you also know there's like a really dope concert coming so mm. it's, it's a really cool sound for me so that was my fake answer mm. when I went to go see them quote unquote the first time <laughs> um so what was your uh, what was I mean, your I started, real story? I music in in middle school. Mm. Um, I don't know. I think there were a couple songs like uh, probably like Lock Loman. That uh, <laughs> the first one was like I was like, yeah, this song slaps. You know, <laughs> music, you know. And then of course the clarinets would just squeak over everything. But yeah, of course, like, course. You know, a couple of those really nice crowds were like, all right, music's pretty cool. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So when did you start picking up the trombone? trombone was um uh, sixth grade yeah i originally wanted to play saxophone because that's what everybody in the world wants to do of course uh and um uh my band director was like uh you're not cut out to play sax like don't do this like you're gonna you're gonna suck uh and so then it was like i want to play trumpet because my dad used to play trumpets uh he was an all-stater and uh he still plays it i try to get like he tries to get his word out every now and then but um Trumpet was a little bit too hard for my for my lips and embouchure, and uh, trombone was like right in the sweet spot. So, hmm. okay. Yeah. So when you started trombone, uh, did you have any heroes when you were growing up? When you were sort of working on your playing? Sure. Uh, well, definitely Joe Alessi. Hmm. Like I listened to him an ungodly amount. Uh, but yeah, he's he's the best. Uh, Joe's really good. Paul Pollard. Um, I got to have a lesson with Bill Watrous, and that was really, really cool. He's absolutely crazy, but yeah, rest in peace. Uh, um, let's see, JJ and Bob McChesney's crazy, like, doodle tonguing and stuff like that. Um, yeah, there's a lot of really good trombone players. Uh, now, like, sort of like Nick Finzer at, like, UNT is hmm. amazing, yeah. Hmm. There's good players everywhere. And then when you started playing, did you feel like you picked it up pretty quickly or is it something that you sort of took time to sort of get good at um there was one summer it was like between like seventh and eighth grade where i just practiced a lot like i just i just been i mean okay so texas summers it's usually like 100 degrees and if you stay outside for like five minutes you get dehydrated and like die like it's great <laughs> like it's summer so so you're either inside or at like swimming pool so i just stayed inside like one summer and just practiced a ton and then the next school year I was like oh cool I'm a lot better and hmm. yeah that was pretty much it but <laughs> and once you started playing trombone uh, you what was your experience like going through high school playing trombone after middle school oh high school oh my okay What's high school, school like? is uh, man there's a lot of story like okay so trombones definitely have a reputation and it is 100% true that they're just like the biggest goofballs uh, <laughs> on the planet. Like, uh, yeah. man, uh, we used to do trombone jousting uh, before football <laughs> games. Uh, you have to tell me uh, exactly what that means. What is trombone right, jousting? 
so trombone jousting is where you get like so it, it's kind of like where you play chicken in the pool where you have someone on your shoulders but we would do that and then they would each have a trombone and we would run at each other oh my god never, like dipped out first you know lost and oh my god we played so many like pranks and yeah it was uh there's a lot of stories there that's that's a whole other segment for sure but <laughs> yeah <laughs> But yeah, honestly, like high school, I have I have only the best memories from high school, uh, mm. and the playing trombone that was it was definitely crazy at times. There was there's so many like crazy stories in high school. Um, was uh, there a marching yeah. band? Was there a marching band in your uh, career in high school? Oh yeah yeah yeah. So we would do marching um, in the summer. Marching band is huge uh, in Texas. So there's a, a school, there's a, like a track near my house where this other high school buoy practices and they practice like in the summer, they'll go from nine to nine. So they'll do 12 hour days, uh, five days a week. And technically it's against like AAC rules, but as long as you practice not on your own campus or your own uh, school, you can get away with practicing more hours. So. Oh. You know, uh, you know, yeah. If you want to be the best, you got to practice a lot. So they definitely are really good. And um, once you started undergrad at Texas State, what was that experience like? Texas State, uh, it's a uh, so uh, it's a really good music school. I think uh, it's ranked definitely top ten for music education. Hmm. Um, some of the ensemble groups at Texas State are. Okay, um, Texas State is definitely a party school, and mm. it can be a party school if you let it. Uh, <laughs> but the trombone choir, the trombone ensemble, um, was definitely one of the strongest groups uh, in the entire uh, school music. Mm. Mainly because our, our director uh, Martin McCain was uh, he he's like he was super strict on us and pushed us like super hard. He would invite like 10, if not more, like guest artists every semester. Hmm. And he would make uh, the trombone ensemble play at baseball games, basketball games, volleyball games, uh, churches, pretty much like anything and everything that that there could be a trombone ensemble we would play at. And uh, yeah, we would play like a lot of crazy stuff. And he's just super... Uh, go-getter and so definitely that was a really big influence on uh development for sure do you have any musical memories from uh texas state um musical memories like playing in a band or an orchestra so yeah yeah so i was in uh so uh one funny story is we were doing uh the saint sans the organ organ symphony Hmm. and it was uh halloween and um so in the last movement, um, it shares a, a similar uh, themes uh, to the movie Babe with the pig. Mm. Uh, and so uh, it was It was on Halloween, we had a rehearsal, and uh, the trombones decided to dress like pigs for, for, for that, uh, uh, for when we started playing the melody. Right. Um, and so we all wore like pink shirts, mm. and then like our band director was uh, doing her thing, and then before she like looked at us to start playing, we all had our pig uh, pig noses on and like it, it was pretty funny. Um, 
That was a really good memory. Uh, we traveled a lot in, um, uh, like we got to play at uh, ATW, which is the American Trombone Workshop mm. with uh, the Trombone Choir. Um, we got to go to uh, Columbus, Georgia for uh, ITF, which is the International Trombone Festival when it was there. Uh, we would play at TMEA in San Antonio with the, the band and orchestra. So a lot of really good ensembles there, yeah. And that's uh, where I joined uh, Ami Alpha. Hmm. So that was a really, really fun time too. A lot of good memories there. Tell me more about that conference that you went to. The I think as you said it was ATW. Uh, yeah, ATW is in uh, DC. It's held uh, annually. It's usually like around spring break. Okay. And they uh, they have a couple competitions uh, for solo, quartets, jazz, uh, and they usually get a couple guest artists from you know, Philadelphia sometimes or, or really wherever they can. And, um, they'll, they'll do a little conference. Yeah, those are fun. So what was your decision to go to Ithaca college? Um, so, uh, so going, uh, to grad school, I had applied at a couple different schools and, uh, Applying for schools just kind of sucks. It's like a lot of work. Uh, yeah. But uh, one 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 thing that kind of helped me was uh, actually uh, Sean uh, Henderson, a uh, trumpet player from IC, uh, was from Texas State, and so he did a year at uh, Ithaca, and uh, he was kind of like the segue for me to go there. So. Okay. And then I, I went to. Uh, it was, it was some uh, trombone fest uh, with with like a couple like uh with dr reynolds hmm. and um heim avitzer from hard school music so and um scott hartman too from from yale hmm. and it was a conference at uh ithaca and gotta see the campus gotta gotta see you know what everybody's about and it was a really fun time what were your best musical memories from ithaca college from ithaca yeah. um yeah Let's see. I think one of my favorite was uh, the uh, the commencement eve program. Hmm. Uh, I think the first time I saw, I was in the audience just like watching it, and it's just like it's such a crazy production. Like it's really like high level, like with the lights, sound, everything, just like snappy. It's it's definitely like one of the coolest concerts I'd ever seen. Like period. Right. Uh, so that was a really fun time. Um, Let's see. Uh, orchestra is a good time. Like all the orchestra performances were amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, trombone choir was really good. Mm. Uh, being a bunch of brass quintets was a lot of fun. Mm. Studying with Chris Galetti for a little bit was pretty great. Yeah. Like there's 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 a lot of really good good players there, good musicians, and it's a really good school. Yeah. So after you left Ithaca, uh, what was your reality like? when you left ooh alright uh, getting a little deep here so no 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 that's fair okay. um, so being out outside of school I feel like I've learned a lot more of kind of what's expected from musicians hmm. uh, so I have a friend uh, Eliud uh, one of the music selections that I did he uh, got his he got his uh, masters from Yale hmm and so we both we both kind of graduated sort of at the same time. He did like an extra teaching year extension thing, 
And so we both graduated uh, pretty similar, and we were both back in Austin. Hmm. And uh, pretty pretty quickly afterwards, we realized uh, uh, making a career solely on classical music is pretty hard. Hmm. Um, there are a couple of orchestras and symphonies in the area, but everything's really tough to get in. Like my my friend took uh, an audition for. Uh, like I think it was the Temple Symphony, which is this really tiny town, about an hour and a half. And like for for that audition alone, there was like thirteen bass drum bonuses. Hmm. Where you know for some, maybe it was like cello, there were only like two or three. You know, so the the caliber of musicians uh, is it's it's pretty the it's pretty fierce competition. Hmm. Um, it's definitely it's very self, uh, self-driven. Like as far as like any music you want to play, you have to make avenues for you to play it, you know, especially classical, right? Like classical, you can expect, you know, orchestras, brass quintets, maybe small chamber ensembles. But, um, there are, there are a couple like things that are established. Like there's the Austin, um, chamber society, but it's, it's, um, it's a lot different. That's for sure. I think, uh, one of the realizations was, I was like, oh, nobody's going to pay me to play uh, a solo trombone, <laughs> you know, a couple of times a week for, right, you yeah. know, X amount of dollars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah. I've actually had a lot more experience playing in like sort of jazz avenues, pop music, hmm. uh, brass bands and like Latin. That, that's where I've had more of my hmm. Austin playing, you know. Right. And now that you're more settled, do you feel like you have a, an idea of what you want to do with your career? Uh, yes and no. I mean, this whole uh, this uh, coronavirus really threw things for a loop. You know, everything's kind of on pause right now. Yeah. Uh, and it's hard to say, you know, especially because, uh, you know, music, live music is not going to be the first priority for a lot of these venues and bars. And, you know, that's we're going to be like very low on the, the picking list. Right. Um, so we'll see actually how that shakes out. So um, as far as teaching, there's a lot of good high schools and middle schools that, um, that need uh, private instructors. So that's a really good avenue too. But here in Austin, you can have to be a jack of all trades or, you know, you have to have your hand in a lot of different pies, you know, hmm. but it's, it's a good, it's, it's good. It's definitely a really good experience. <laughs> Tell me a little more about your band. Um, so and right now I'm in two two bands okay. as well as a brass quintet I'm trying to start. Okay. Um, and uh, let's see, one of the bands I'm in is with with it's it's definitely one of my favorite groups because uh, a lot of the members are from high school. And they're all amazing players. Hmm. Uh, like my friend Trevor, who we actually have the same birthday. Right. Uh, as a piano player slash trumpet. But he, he studied at uh, CU Boulder. Hmm. Um, and then I have a, our bass player is a, a friend of mine that played tuba. His name's Jack. And uh, Eliud, who's like sort of singer-songwriter. And so that's, one of, that's my favorite group because it's with the people I like the most. Hmm. Um, definitely one of the things about building bands is like you have to like the people that are in the band. You know? mm, yeah. like it doesn't matter if they're amazing musicians. Like if you don't get along with each other, it's it's not worth it long run. You know. 
and you all get along pretty well oh yeah yeah there were some other members that uh aren't in the band anymore (laughs) oh boy so there's been a couple phase changes but okay it's amazing uh how how uh sort of unprofessional sometimes musicians can be as far as like just uh i think one of the things we we dealt with a lot that was like really surprising was just communication you know we would put out hey uh rehearsal is going to be this day we're going to rehearse these tunes and Mm. sometimes you know in the earlier versions of the group like nobody would really respond Mm. you know or we'd be like oh we're gonna have rehearsal at this time this day and people would just flake at the last second or show up you know an hour and a half late right uh so so that's a really big surprise too because i think in college everybody's usually on campus you know you're already on school for another ensemble and then you get out of it and go to quintet or then you get out of that and go to another so there's not as much like struggle as far as like being late but if you have people coming from their cities or whatever it's Mm. it's different you know and you were recently Uh, on tv like you went on a news program yeah yeah. and talked about the show what what was that like (laughs) so that was um with uh it was like a spanish tv channel Hmm. and fun fact i don't really speak spanish (laughs) so that was interesting uh so so basically how he did it was they would ask so we kind of rehearsed the question that that uh the interviewer was gonna ask Hmm. and then uh, i responded in english you know sort of so um it hopefully one thing about the band is i can learn some spanish so that's definitely a a plus yeah but um so that's that band um, the other other band I'm in is this group called Time of Night, and that's with a lot of Texas State uh, alumni. Um, and that's more of like brass band style, uh, doing doing the hits that people like. Usually we play at like uh, like bars and stuff. And for whatever reason, they'll they'll always book a band when they have croc. <laughs> like, like I don't know what their correlation is. They're like, oh, New Orleans crawfish let's mm. get a band now but like if there's no crawfish ain't no band like I swear it's like the weirdest <laughs> thing but, but anyway uh, so like a fresh a fish yeah, fry maybe yeah with that band we've done a couple parades you know mm. we'll do like the hits Bruno Mars mm. uh, Africa mm. you know all, all the all the tunes that people are just really drunk and they're like yeah you know? <laughs> it's crazy it's the, the funny thing about that group is so we're all like in an arc you know it's very like New Orleans style band but um usually towards like our last song you know it'll be something really easy like when the Saints go marching in but we'll like actually just like walk into the audience mm. and everybody loses their minds like I don't know what it is they're like whoa there's this trombone playing right in front of me and like everybody's phone gets busted out and like but like that's the moment where everybody just goes crazy, yeah. But uh, that's a fun band too. That's a lot of that's a lot of fun, and it's a really good experience as far as soloing uh, and like endurance because some of those some of those shows are like three four hours of just like chop busting music, you know. And so let's take a little bit of a left turn here. Uh, can you explain to me what some of your musical tastes are? Hmm. Um, like what? You know, what I definitely like, sorry, I mean, I definitely like uh, that 
that good, good, like, jazz, sort of, like, jazz fusion-y kind of elements, mm. like, snarky puppy-esque okay. groups. Those are just always, because there's amazing musicians in there, and, like, right. what they do is, it's so rhythmically tied to, that's, that's like, that's always been a really big influence. Um, classical, I've done it for so long that, like, that's just definitely going to be a part of me always, you know, I'll always go back to some of that stuff and really enjoy it. Uh, and then loud music, of course, with just, you know, South Texas, Central Texas, there's a lot of, there's a lot of loud music everywhere, you know? Hmm. Uh, and so that's a really good, that's, a, that's a really big part of it too. So somewhere there. Oh yeah. And then country because also Texas. So, you know, it's a, it's a big melting pot of like, yeah. those and and actually in some of my music you'll hear how like some of those different genres mesh and meld and those are pretty cool too right so if you don't mind sticking around we're going to take a little break and uh, we'll right. be right back and welcome back and now we're going to check out matt's playlist and i like to say uh matt you brought the playlist that I actually don't, didn't know any songs on your playlist, which was a first for me, and I'm really glad <laughs> that... That's what it, I like to hear, yeah. Which is perfect, and I think that sort of speaks to your playlist right away. I'm really happy to sort of put through all these songs right now. So the first song that you gave us is Summon the Fire by The yeah. Comet Is Coming. So okay. uh, what genre of music is this? Uh, so actually, that's, that's definitely the newest group that I've, I've started listening to. Okay. Uh, so I'm pretty fresh with them. Uh, it's definitely like, I'm not sure, like, like avant-garde, a little bit of like, okay. prog. Uh, but it, it's, it's, uh, it's similar to like, I would say, uh, Moon Hooch mm. and, uh, maybe like Too Many Zoo, uh, Too Many Zoos. It's just like super amped. And it's it's pretty uh, headbanging music. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Okay, well let's check it out. Here is "Summon the Fire" by uh, the Comet is coming, or the Comet is coming by "Summon the Fire." Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. One of those, yeah. Okay, one of those, one of those two. We'll figure it out on the way. Here we go. I forgot that I can't use Zoom and YouTube at the same time. Let's try that one more time. Here we go. So tell me about yeah. a little bit like a background behind the band or about how you first heard the song. Um, so I, I think I was just starting through Spotify, but what really like drew me to that uh, uh, was is because I've been kind of doing some like experimental music too. Like mm. I have a friend, uh, 
uh, one of the uh, Trevor, who's in the other oh. band too. Um, he he has this project. He has it's. I'm gonna pronounce pronounce the name wrong, but it's, it's called like Gloss Glossalia or Gloss Glossalia online or something. <laughs> I, I, whatever. Okay. But it's like uh, just a bunch of musicians that like, get together and just like play some really out stuff. Mm. Uh, and uh, so sometimes you know, like we just go to his house and he'll like place play some like crazy key stuff and we'll have some like synth pedals and effects going and like i recently just bought a uh, couple like pedals for for trombone so it just takes trombone to like a whole different level Mm. um and so yeah we'll just like mess around for a few hours with that uh and i I heard some of like elements in in this stuff like this music super like primal but it's just Mm. it's you know party time yeah (laughs) i can tell from just hearing the sax played it's very also kind of minimalistic in a way where it's very simple. Oh yeah. Like in that way, or do you yeah. want to speak to that at all? Like anything sure. that you're hearing um, in so the piece? There's, a, there's another group that, I mean, it's, it's something where it's just like, it's simple, but y- y- it gets straight to the point. Mm. Uh, there's another group like too many zoos, um, right. where I think it's just like trumpet sax and percussion mm. and very simple melodies, but, they just go so hard, you know, and mm. it's, it's, it's just like, yeah, it's a good time. <laughs> so it's party music in a way, I would say, maybe. Mm, it's... Or would you say it's something you, you would maybe want to dance to? I think uh, it's 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 music that's really, really good to enjoy live, you know, and, mm. and, and to just, like, recordings, too. It's just like, it's... Uh, I don't know. There's just something to listen to music that's right. simple, but yet there's just like a really, really big drive to it. That's that's good. I had a little bit of a Leo P vibe when I was starting to listen to it a little bit. Do you know Leo P? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Uh, I uh, can't say. You can't say. Okay. All right. No, that's good. Um, beatboxing saxophonist. I think if if you want if you want out there and check it out, he's quite amazing. The next piece okay. that uh, Matt gave us yeah, is yeah. is his band, and I'm going to butcher it again. Uh, e Elioid, Il, is that right? Il Elioid, Eli. Uh, yeah. So the the Eliud band, yeah. Eliud band, okay. My my grandma has a hard time pronouncing. She always says like Eloy or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. And, uh, uh, we've, we've gone through a couple name changes, but I think we're just, you know, simple, short, simple, easy right. to market. Yeah. Right. And uh, this song was from your band. And what did that feel like producing this song? Um, so this was actually, I'm. this is actually the, the brass you hear is, so he recorded this album when he was at uh, school in Yale. Hmm. And so the musicians there are uh, Yale musicians. Um, and well, actually, he recorded most of the instruments himself. Like he, uh, Elliot grew up playing uh, guitar and drums, so he did. I would say like a good majority of all the instruments on there for some songs, at least. Right. Um, right. And so now, with with him here in Austin, and you know, me in town, and a couple other musicians, it's it's sort of you know, same sound, different people, you know. So what does the text of the song Como Aquila Noche mean? Uh, it's so so the way the the way we, we 
his, did, uh, I, did I say that wrong? A crappy music video that we shot that uh, hasn't seen the light of day. Mm. Uh, no, it's not. It's not. Uh, there's a music video that we. It's been in. It's been in the books for a while that we've been trying to get out going, but it's had a lot of setbacks. But uh, the idea behind the song is sort of like uh, a guy uh, trying to ask a girl to dance, hmm. and sort of like having like sort of visions of like being together with her and then uh, then just like sort of realizing it's a dream yeah okay well here is Como Aquila Noche by Iliod Iliod uh, Eli, yeah. El- <laughs> I'm never gonna get that right here is a little sample of that okay, lo que quieras con tu cuerpo bailador cambio todito mi pensar Woo. that sounds great man you guys are rocking that one out tell me a little bit more about uh, the genre of music that you guys play so, um, so here in Austin, uh, so we had a manager, uh, last year and he would be like, all right, you guys have to only play like salsa and that's, mm. that's all you guys can ever play. And that's, that's like, that's what's big in Austin. That's what, you know, but if you say just salsa, mm. it kind of puts you in this bubble right? and you can only play a, you know, X amount of bars or venues you know and you know i think for ellie and me it's just like there's more than just playing the same style and i think there's more to his music too you know um so i like to say it's latin music or just latin fusion you know it's it's got different elements of different styles from like south american you know right cultures and things like that as far as rhythms and chord structures and you know, like sort of melodic motifs, but uh, yeah, I, I try to try to just sort of expand it a little bit, and then you know, of course, there's like elements like rock and just like some. Uh, so uh, there's a couple styles where, uh, like Tejano music is very simple as far as the chord structure and as well as the chords themselves, and so we've been what we've been trying to do is like add some complexity to them, so it's like generally the same structure but just with like more flavor to them you know more you know other elements you know yeah so definitely go check out matt's band Eliud. and the next song in the Eliud, playlist yeah. that that matt gave us is entrada written by ben van Dicht. is that right uh ben van dyke yeah ben, ben van dyke. dyke okay um uh this piece i believe is for 12 trombones um, ha- have you gotten to play this yeah, piece I, before? I, I think we did it in, in undergrad. Yeah. Okay. So okay. It's cool. A, it's a fun piece for sure. 
Cool. Yeah. And um, uh, this piece is like a testament to like all trauma inquirer stuff. Yeah. And let's let's check this out right now. It is Ben Van Dyck or Dyke. Um, and yeah. and uh, and tra- here is a little bit of that. Here's Entrada. Oh, I cannot do that again. Let's try that again. Here we go. One, two, three. That's crazy, man. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. That yeah. is so cool. That's definitely, like, a lot of trombone ensemble music is pretty balls to the wall, just, like, crazy, you know? Uh, and, and what I liked about this piece is it has that, like, bombastic stuff at the beginning, but then it kind of, like, mellows out. There's, like, a, a solo with, like, harmony mute, and so it kind of has, like, a duality to it, so... Mm. But yeah, that's 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 what put it above the rest for me. But there's a lot of really crazy trombone pieces in general where uh, trombones really know to ham that that stuff up. Yeah, I love listening to extended technique for trombone. I think it's amazing. I think something that you guys. Oh yeah, yeah, it's way more than just a slide. Yeah. Right, and I, I was talking to Mike Salomon about this yesterday. Something about Sean Bassett, and Sean Bassett used to go to Ithaca mm-hmm. College. And he said that the sound that you can make mm-hmm. on bass trombone can be so amazing. It can it can be mind blowing. It can be sort of like an out of world experience. Can you speak to yeah. sort of like what kind of like sound that trombone can really create? So so one of the cool things about uh, trombone and. I don't know if you, you've probably heard of this before, but the, the range of the trombone, uh, it fits inside that of the human voice. Mm. So, um, so that's why it's, it's really, it fits very well in like church choirs and things like that. Uh, there was a lot of ensembles that would, it, it was usually used to like bulk up choirs, you know, because the range of it would, uh, add to the overall, um, ensemble. Uh, so trombones have just such a, like a tone, you know, uh, I think, uh, it was, um, I forget. Uh, it was, uh, Formation of Faust by, uh, anyway, it, it is considered like, uh, God's voice. Mm. was a trombone. I know it's definitely, <laughs> uh, trombone took that to heart. So, <laughs> but, uh, it's, it's, yeah, amazing. it's crazy. Like bass trombone has such a, such a crazy range because, it, it totally is comfortable playing fat, fat, loud, just like, it just puts a smile on your face hearing that tone. But, you know, bass trombones actually have the capabilities of playing, um, you know, high range and, and beyond stuff as well. Like there's Jim, Jim Markey is amazing bass trombone players who can pretty much play anything because really the, as long as the embouchure and the, the strength of it's there, you, you can have like, play anything you want yeah. you know yeah so the next piece that matt gave us is passive aggressive by robert ellis uh how did you hear about yeah. robert ellis 
So um, my roommate in uh, at Texas State was a, a big fan, and uh, uh, so Robert Ellis uh, start his first couple albums are very guitar heavy. He's a uh, he's a really amazing guitarist. There's a, a couple other songs he has. One is just called uh, "Driving." Um, there's a really cool video on YouTube where he's just like shredding at like 100 miles an hour. Um, and then uh, this song, uh, oh, I got to see him live too. And I think seeing anybody live mm. can really be like the oh wow, this guy's real deal, you know? Yeah. And here is Robert Ellis performing "Passive Aggressive." vibe in kind of a way i think too yeah yeah it's he, he's definitely totally changed his image like so now he's labeled as the texas piano man <laughs> and uh <laughs> like he just rolls around with this like white suit mm. and dude looks flick but like th- yeah this him now is like a lot more pop like a little jazz influence i also but, heard um, maybe i heard a little bit of elton john too maybe in the beginning yeah, 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 definitely, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. And it's, it's pretty cool that he's able to change into these different skins, you know, pretty well. Yeah. Um, and, and a lot of his music, it's like, they're, uh, like, he has another song called, like, Nobody Smokes Anymore, mm. and, like, uh, <laughs> so, um, you know, you know Topo Chico? I don't think so. Uh, the drink? Oh, so no. So, it's this drink, I'm, it might be from Austin, like, originally from Austin, but right. it's this... It's like mineral water, but everybody loses their minds about Topo Chico. It's like the, uh, I don't know, it's like the the healthy soda mm. of Texas. Right. <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> but uh, like he made a song where he's like sponsored by them, and you're just like, yeah, you're playing the game, but like it's it's good, you know. Right. But yeah, his songs are like uh, a little more complex. Uh, like they're they delve into different topics, uh, and so they're a little bit. Uh, there's a lot more to them, you know. But yeah. And the next song that Matt gave us is Everyone Wants to Rule the World by Lettuce. So this is a funk band, I think, right? Is this a funk band? Mm-hmm. And uh, can you describe what funk is to maybe a non-musician? Oh, all right. So uh, funk is... For me, it's definitely more of a rhythmic thing. It's like, mm. it's it's music that you hear and you you just automatically can feel the music and you can feel, it, it's it's not really, I mean, there, there, there's some like crazy sometimes licks and stuff, but like, 
the core of it just grooves so well that that that's that's the main hook you know it's it's just like it's 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 like so rhythmically perfect and just in sync and everybody's in tune with that same beat um yeah that's fun yeah you're, you're definitely gonna like your neck to be hurting because you're here's a little bit of everyone wants to rule the world by lettuce lettuce it's crazy that that a name like lettuce is a, is a funk band and it, it's crazy because i also know a funk band at school at ithaca college that's named butter what what's the deal with these very short Uh-oh. and random like oh yeah definitely i'm right here do you hear me okay Oh, did I freeze up? Okay, sorry. Um, I was going to say, these short names, like uh, you got Lattice and you got bands like Butter at Ithaca College. Yeah. What's the deal with these short names? Like these short food names? I don't get it. So, um, well, you know, I think just, one, if your name is out there, people remember it, okay? Mm, Okay. If If it's just something like, Normal. I don't know. I, I don't know. The, the more out there you can make it, the more it sticks out. Mm. Uh, I think there's another one. Uh, there's a, like a group here called like Rattlesnake Milk, mm. and like a bunch <laughs> of just like different name. I don't know. There's like Funky Knuckles, mm. and but yeah, they're, they're very simple. And so one, it's simple. Uh, and like if you're marketing, like you make a simple logo, right? Yeah. It's like super short, easy to remember. Definitely. And weird enough where people are going to be like oh yeah that's weird but like cool you know yeah, definitely <laughs> so, yeah yeah if you have a long name and people can't pronounce it odds are they're not going to remember to type it in but if you can think of, oh lettuce that's a vegetable I'm going to write that in Google right now, and you'll hear some like music and probably a couple of recipes on how to prepare lettuce yeah so. and the last song that Matt gave us is called Hey Baby Que Paso by the Texas Tornadoes yeah yeah, yeah. what does I mean, I don't speak any Spanish, and I know that you you don't. But do you know what the words "que paso" means? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. So that one is like, so it's it's like, hey baby, what's up? Mm. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and uh, Texas Tornadoes is it, it's it's a really fun group because it's it's definitely like half fifty fifty like country 
Tejano, like mm. mesh super well into one. Right. Uh, their music is definitely really big party music. Like, mm. yeah, they they all sound pretty similar. Some of them, some of them have like a little bit that distinguish them differently, but like they're all like stuff you can just turn on a party and it can go on for like one hour or three hours and it's gonna be good no matter what. Right. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Okay. Well, here is a little bit of the Texas tornado singing. Hey, baby, qué paso. Man, what a bop. <laughs> oh, yeah. What a cool group I've of people. I've actually uh, done that song a couple times, uh, karaoke, yeah. Hmm, okay, okay. It's a fun one. Yeah. Tell me more about the band. Like, when did you first hear about the group? When the, I probably heard, I don't know, I, probably before I can remember. Mm. Like, it's, it's, it's something that just plays at a lot of places in Austin and Texas in general, like, it's just good dancing music. You would go to like dances or your parents would take you to dances and they would play it. And you know, it's good stuff. And like, uh, the accordion there is really amazing. Uh, Flaco Menez is like, knows how to rip it. That's for mm. sure. Uh, and, uh, I, I recently just bought an accordion mm. a couple of months ago. Yeah. At a, an auction. So that's my next like uh, hobby project. You know, it's funny. Like playing trombone and guitar is cool, but like you mentioned, you play accordion, mm. and everybody's like, "Oh, whoa, this guy, that's cool!" <laughs> like it's good. every time they're like, "That's the cool one," you know. So that is the cool. It's... All I have to do is get good at that, and that's you know. Mm. <laughs> but yeah. Well, I, I can't wait to hear you get good at that. Uh, the band sounds really exciting. Um, we're gonna take a break. I am gonna quiz you on some uh, jazz history when we come back, and uh, stick All with right. us. we're back all right matt are you ready to take on jazz history trivia let's do it let's see uh let's see where i'm at i always like enjoying testing my guests on these questions and i always say hey if you get it right the next time i see you i owe you a beer all right if you get three of these right i'll owe you a beer if you get all five right i'd owe you an app and a beer the next time i see you Ooh, all right. So I'll make it a little spicy. So so here's the first question. What city is considered the birthplace of jazz? New Orleans. That is correct. All right. Yeah, I, I recently was just there. Yeah, it's a good place. Oh, man. The next question is, who is sometimes referred to as the queen of jazz? Uh, Aretha Franklin. Ah, so close, so close. It was Ella Fitzgerald. Oh, yeah, yeah, So close, so close. Okay, here's number two. Number three, sorry. Number three. What jazz soloist was known as Yardbird? Charlie Parker. That's right. Okay, here we go. Number four. 
What Pianist was dismissed by jazz critic Philip Larkin as the elephant on the keyboard? The elephant? That's Domino? So close, but Thelonious Monk. Oh, really? Okay. I'm so glad that you didn't get that one right because this one puts a lot of pressure on you to to win a beer the next time you see me. So this is question number five for the win. Let's see if you can get this right. What jazz trumpeter had developed a new embouchure late in his career because of a mouth injury? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Wow, I hate it because I, I, I can talk about this guy and I, I can't remember his name. <laughs> yeah, he was like a chip in the tooth, right? He's like a... He, he, um, injured, his, he injured his lips and he... Uh, if, if I can give you a hint, if that's okay. He, yeah, he definitely you. did heroin. <laughs> definitely did heroin. Um, uh, trumpet player, heroin... Mm. Uh, Miles Davis is too much of a good boy. Uh, Definitely too much of a good boy. Um, I'll just say like Chet Baker. That's right. There you go. (laughs) All right. You want a beer the next time I see you, my friend. Um, Would you like to share anything with our listeners before we go? Uh, Sure. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of uh, jazz, uh, I definitely want to you in on a podcast thing that I'm starting. It's called uh, Real Talk. Mm. Uh, so in in the podcast I'm doing, each episode is a different standard in the real book, and we take a little bit of time discussing the history of the piece, and then you know we'll try to put it together. Yeah, mm. definitely come check that one out. And we definitely want to check out your band. Can you say your band's oh, yeah. name one more time? Band, and yeah. then uh, Time of Night Brass Band. Uh, as well, so yeah. And also let us know uh, when the brass quintet is about to uh, be famous and tour the um, the whole United States and possibly the whole world at some right. point. Yeah, yeah, wild brass for sure. Definitely coming, coming, coming back around. All right, thank you, Matt. You've been such a pleasure yeah, to interview. Yeah. I hope you had a good time. I had a good time. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. It was awesome. And Thanks, I'll man. definitely talk to you again, my friend. Thank you. Thanks, Matt. And you've been listening to Music Speaks, a podcast for lovers of music everywhere. Also this week, I'll have two guests on the same show, which is a first for me. They're Angela King and Marissa Plotty, roommates who both attend Ithaca College. Angela studies trumpet, and Marissa studies voice. And they are both masters in performance at Ithaca College School of Music. And that's it for me. I'm Sean Rimkunis, and keep listening to what you love. 